said, I was inside the university area, living in the university area, local voices, together we are one, and I said, the university area beat. <laughs> or just call it the U-beat. <laughs> the U-beat. Yeah. Oh. than you, capital letter U. Do you want to explain where that name comes from? More than just you. More than you. Is it just because of the university? More than you. The capital U represents university, and it also represents uh, that we are a community, so it's more than just an individual scale. More it's than more you. than just the university, and there's people that live here in this community that happens here also, right? And that's what we're trying to get at. Yeah. Do you know what area commissions are in the city of Columbus? No, I know there are a lot of boards, there are a lot of different... Um, I know that my neighborhood is governed by a lot of different things. That have university in the title. That have university in the title, yes. In case you haven't figured it out, you are listening to More Than You, the podcast of the University Area Commission. This podcast is a project of the Commission's Community Relations Committee, of which I am the chair. My name is Lauren Squires. I am an elected commissioner from District 1 of the University Area. This is our very first podcast of the UAC, as we call it. So we are going to spend some time introducing the Commission and giving you a sense of some of the things that happened in the neighborhood in 2018. First up, what is the UAC? The main charge of the University Area Commission is to represent the community to the city government and primarily act as a, a filter for zoning cases. That's David Hegley. He's our second vice chair and chair of the Governance Committee, and he sits on the UAC as a representative of charitable and social groups. So that we, we understand what's best for our community and we can weigh in and make a recommendation to the city as to to what should or shouldn't be put in our neighborhoods. And zoning cases have to do with real nuts and bolts stuff, like buildings and where they go. Right. And, what, and how what, tall they are and, and what they, a little bit what they, what they look like. Not right. so much what they look like, but more about what... In as much as how tall they are. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And as far as height goes. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be a box. Or yeah, yeah, it can yeah, be yeah, round. yeah. No, we don't have to say over design. That's one right. thing that we know. To get a different perspective on not only the UAC, but also area commissions throughout the city of Columbus, we talked to city council member Michael Stenziano, who occasionally stops by our UAC meetings. So we're here to talk about area commissions. That's Deb Supalak. She's also a commissioner for District 1. Would you mind telling us what area commissions are and what, it, what does the city council see as the role of area commissions? So area commissions are in the city charter and they are created to uh, review zonings and other neighborhood concerns uh, before they're brought before council for a final vote. They are advisory in nature, but we have 19 standing area commissions currently with a couple more likely to come online. And they do a wonderful job of advocating on behalf of either their specific block their neighborhood or their larger neighborhood region. And so I think uh, my experience has been one of which I rely heavily on our area commissions to be strong advocates, uh, to raise issues, and to be folks that uh, a little more engaged in the day-to-day 
uh, with the city's processes. So if a neighbor has a question, if they reach out to me or the commission, uh, the area commission will know just as well as I do who's the best person that resident could contact, how to address their concerns or needs as quickly as possible. Having that participation allows for you to have a direct liaison if for whatever reason you're not comfortable emailing or calling or frustrated with elected officials, uh, while commissioners are elected, uh, their advocacy is uh, much more driven by the thoughts, concerns, and issues that arise uh, on day in and day out basis. And so those area commissioners in our city serve a huge role to be your advocate, be it a liaison or other matter. Uh, with departments, with council, with the administration on how to effectuate and pursue changes. And I think one key maybe distinguishing factor is that the members of the area commissions by and large live in the very area that they are representing. So they, you know, they live the concerns on a day-to-day -day basis. So every area commission has different bylaws, different requirements. Mm -hmm. There are some that have at large, so you don't have to live, but maybe own a business. Mm -hmm. uh, but they have and why they're so important, I think, for council, we are an at-large system. Mm -hmm. We all live in an area or in a specific neighborhood, uh, but area commissions very well capture uh, if there's a refuge issue going on or if there's a sidewalk or streetlight issue. Uh, being to kind of survey other members in a little quicker fashion mm -hmm. and then, again, working with the departments or with the council or the administration on how to address those concerns. Great. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you. I'm a big fan of our area commissioners. I always thank them for their service, uh, and they continue to be a vital part of our city's future. Thank you. And there, I believe you heard Councilmember Stenziano taking the elevator out of the Northwood and High Building, where we have our UAC meetings actually every third Wednesday of the month at 6.30 p.m. The public is welcome to come to those meetings, and we invite you, if you live in the area, to stop on by and see what the commission is up to in a given week. So that's what the UAC is, but where is the UAC? What is the university area? So essentially, we run from Fifth Avenue north to Glen Echo Ravine. This is Deb again. And from the Olentangy River east to the railroad tracks that run kind of parallel to I-71. We don't quite go to I-71 because that would include the fairgrounds and we're not over the fairgrounds but OSU actually is within our domain. So this pretty large university area gets divided into four districts for the purposes of electing commissioners to serve on the UAC. Each district gets three elected commissioners who are elected to serve three-year terms. The four districts map onto neighborhood sort of colloquial local names for those neighborhoods at all. So like District 1 includes what a lot of people call Sohud or Washington Beach and Glen Echo. Um, and Ayuka Ravine and, and Indianola yeah, Forest Old and North Columbus. And yeah, Old North Columbus. District Two also has a, yeah. would be a lot of what people call Old North Columbus. Right, and also east to west, yeah, really. District One also has the um, Northwood Oakland Historic District included in it. 
Um, a lot of the, the circles and the neighborhood called Neko um, and Denison Place, all of that is num uh, District 4. Wyland Park is a big chunk of District 3, but it is not the sole part of District 3. And then you kind of have um, this area known as Indianola Terrace, where the old Indianola Park used to be. Um, and the, that gets split between Districts 1 and 3. So it doesn't really map very neatly to the neighborhoods. students first of all but beyond that I mean I, I kind of view this neighborhood as sort of the last kind of bastion the last stand of sort of uh, um, the, of the rugged individualists you know the weirdos the freaks the artists the um, people that uh, see things a little differently and uh, like to express themselves in a way that maybe you don't find in other neighborhoods this is Aaron Marshall. He is the representative from the University Community Association who sits on the UAC, and he's a longtime resident of Old North Columbus. And that's one of the reasons why I love this neighborhood. And I think that, for example, the, um, the April Fool's Parade is a great example of that, where it's people coming together in a neighborhood, doing something arty, doing something different, but that has a, a really reflects the spirit of this community. He's talking about the Sohud Fools Parade. More on that later. The idea that we don't have to be like Clintonville, we don't have to be like Worthington, we don't have to be like somewhere else. We can just be ourselves, we can have fun. And so, you know, that's what I think about when I think about the university area, and I just want to throw that out there. I agree. Yeah, university area is my home. I mean, I've been here Mm -hmm. what, more than 30 years. That's the longest I've lived in any single place. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a home. It's got all of the vibe of, to me, actually, my, my neighborhood, my immediate block is just like small town America, like they describe, you know, maybe you're IRFD. We all, all of us know each other, we hang out, we share food, um, you know, I can, walk across the street into my neighbor's house and leave her a, a squash from my garden <laughs> while she's gone doing laundry. Um, we uh, get together and have movies in the summer. We sh sh celebrate each other's birthdays. We do holidays together. We've even gone on vacations together. It really is just like um, it's a little village within a larger context, but it's got all of the hominess of any other place you'd ever want to live. Yeah, that's how our block is too. And I, I, I've never lived anywhere like that before. Like I, mm -hmm. I mean, I've lived lots of places before and lots of mm, college towns specifically, which I think people who are not from Columbus often view Columbus as a college town, which it's not. I mean, it, it, in certain ways, in certain pockets it is, but to me it has never felt like a college town because there's just so much else going on um, and it's so big. But like, I've never lived anywhere where all of our neighbors actually knew each other and talked to each other and 
got along. We're, we're so friendly and helpful and just neighborly. I mean, I just mm-hmm. never lived anywhere like that before. So it's been really nice and fascinating. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, yeah, it is also, I feel like, a more diverse neighborhood in a lot of ways than um, some other surrounding neighborhoods. Um, and you just get a lot of different types of people mm-hmm. in, in the neighborhood. Yeah, I agree. I think... One thing I love about my neighborhood is um, it seems like we are all on the same page environmentally and a little bit more ecologically aware than um, perhaps other parts of Columbus. That's Abby Kravitz, who is a former commissioner from District 1 and who lived in Glen Echo at the time that we all sat around talking about how much we loved our neighborhoods. Oh, and you also heard Abby earlier when we were talking about the way that we were going to name this podcast, along with Michael Sharvin, another commissioner from District 4. And so that helps make a difference when we are all working on trying to have a lower impact living right across from the ravine. We want to make sure that we're you know, aware of some of the chemicals that are being used, perhaps more than those that aren't living so close to a water source. And having the community garden down the street um, is also, you know, a great habitat for um, wildlife that we want to (laughs) have. And some that (laughs) some that we don't. (laughs) I mean, it's yeah. It it boggles my mind that I can live literally in the geometric center of Columbus, and I can walk out of my door and see, you know. Um, hawks <laughs> feeding on chickadees in my backyard. I walk out on a Sunday morning before lots of people have woken up and I can hear, all I hear is birds, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I live a hundred feet away from the freeway, but I can hear nature. There are foxes that walk through the area. There we have a coyote was recently seen in the Glen Echo neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, we've got all kinds of wildlife here in addition to the you know the possums and the raccoons I love the possums. and skunks i love the possums <laughs> i have to say mm-hmm. but yeah yeah that we've got all of this right here literally in the geometric center of one of the largest cities in the country mm-hmm. I, it's just a really unique and special space yeah i agree i'm gonna get audio of those birds do it <laughs> mm-hmm. bugs. next episode you're gonna hear birds it's true. The birds are amazing. We had a neighbor record an owl. Um, the, some of the owl, the, the owl family the that lives in Glen Echo yeah. was actually down by our block. Was really? Yeah. Perched in a tall pine. Yeah.
rest of this episode, we're going to play some sounds that capture the spirit of the neighborhood in 2018. That first snippet was from the SoHUD Fools Parade Benefit Show back in February with the electric hand warming up. Great band. You should check them out if you get a chance. Thanks for letting us use the audio, guys. So that benefit show is a way to raise funds for the SoHUD Fools Parade, which happens every year in April, thanks to a very dedicated group of neighborhood residents. Uh, and one of the things they need those funds for is permits to close off some of our streets. The parade is a great chance for everybody in the neighborhood to get a little bit goofy and literally parade around the streets. Hopefully these sounds will capture the spirit of weirdness that pervades the parade, and if you haven't joined us in the past, hopefully you can come out in 2019. Yeah! Yeah! Much rejoicing! I'm 100% sure I'm a local celebrity. Alright, make sure you're getting your picture taken at the front gate for the costume contest, and everyone gets a raffle ticket for fuel of the day. Go to me, you're all obvious fools for showing up. We'd like to thank the bands who played the benefit. We had Gudger, Burning Chan, and Electric Hand. Anyone present from those bands? Poses, yeah. <laughs> this evening we're going to have Betsy Ross. They're my second favorite band in Columbus. My first favorite band is mine. I'm a local celebrity. was actually again council member Michael Stenziano blowing the ceremonial horn to kick off the parade. it wasn't clear, won the costume contest this year for the parade with his costume, Captain of Old North Columbus. Now for something a little bit different. Every year, one of the churches in our neighborhood over on Maynard and Indianola runs an Easter egg hunt for the neighborhood children at Maynard and Summit Park. These are some of the sounds of our neighborhood kids and adults enjoying the hunt this year. Two eggs near or under a tree. Two eggs near the climber. Make sure you get two blue eggs and two green eggs and then three eggs from the 
crafts. When you've done all that, you can let me know and you can open your eggs. We are gonna ask everybody today to leave most of your plastic eggs here. We have bags for you to take home if you don't have a bag. But that way next year when you come back, we can fill up with more good stuff. Yay! Okay? So, I'm gonna give you a Okay. Go find these eggs, eggs and then we should come. Tree. Tell me, okay? Should we go look for some eggs at trees? There's some. Okay. What's that? You got two. All right. So what's next on the list? Horse. You got a horse in your egg? Oh my God. Another. <laughs> it's a I think it's a flying horse or flying unicorn. Thanks for listening. That was the first episode of our UAC podcast, More Than You. Check us out online at universityarea.org to learn more about the commission. Coming out to a committee meeting or a full commission meeting every third Wednesday, and you can see the schedule of our committee meetings on our website or at our Facebook page. Thanks to Matt Ides for composing our theme music recorded here in SoHUD. Thanks also to Deb Supilak, Abby Kravitz, Michael Sharvin, Dave Higley, Aaron Marshall, and everyone else whose voices and sounds made up this episode. In future episodes, we will cover more of the neighborhood, meet more of our neighbors, talk more about our neighborhood concerns and issues. And if you have any story ideas, things you think we should talk about or include as soundscapes in our next episode, feel free to reach out, podcastuac at gmail.com. See you around the neighborhood.